From AT&T Stadium, where Big 12 Media Days are wrapping up in DFW, this is the Heartland College Sports Podcast Bedlam Edition. I am your gracious and humble host, Eric G. And today, we have got a great show for you. Um, On tap, we've got Woody Washington, defensive back from OU, to talk about the upcoming season. And in the second half of the show today, we've got Chad Weiberg, athletic director from Oklahoma State. We had a chance to talk with him yesterday at Big 12 Media Day, and you will get to hear some of that. Uh, Real quick impressions on Big 12 Media Day. Um, I will just say this much. There was a lack of buzz at Big 12 Media Day, not only today, but yesterday. Um, If you go back to this time last year, especially when Steve Sarkeesian was here for his first year at Texas, Lincoln Riley walked in the room, it was like, oh, you and Texas are here. This thing is going to be huge. And there were hordes of media, hordes, at both guys' breakout sessions. This year for Brent Venables and Steve Sarkeesian, when they were in the breakout sessions, that shrunk. And real quick, speaking of Steve Sarkeesian, I will tell you this. He's a hell of a lot closer to John Makovic than he is Daryl Royal or Matt Brown or even a guy like Fred Akers. Heck, he, he's not even a David McWilliams. He's not a fit at Texas, and this is not going to work out. And when the Texas players walked in today, extreme lack of swagger. Unlike Oklahoma State the day before, who was uniform, pumped up, ready to be here, Texas players were dressed however they wanted and just they didn't have that usual Texas thing about them. So if you were thinking that Texas is going to be good this year, we can stop now. And I know I'm going off Big 12 Media Day, but certainly what's going on down in Austin doesn't feel like it normally does. As far as Oklahoma, uh, again, you'll hear from Woody Washington, but just talking to the players, very ecstatic about Brent Venables. Everybody loves to talk about Jerry Schmidt, a.k.a. Schmitty, their new strength and conditioning coach. And OU, they um, seem a lot less robotic than they were under Lincoln Riley. They're able to speak more freely, even than they were under Bob Stoops. If anything, Brent Venables is breathing life into this program. Their record may not be as good as it's been the last couple of years, but if he keeps this attitude up and gives players a chance to think that they can breathe and grow at OU, they're going to flourish in the Southeastern Conference. So with that, we get to Woody Washington, defensive back for OU, and I ask him, you know, you being a defensive player, what's it like getting to play for a coach with a defensive background like Brent Venables? That's part of the reason I, I, I ended up coming back to school. Um, I was draft, uh, draft eligible last year, could have went on, went on and went to the draft and possibly may have got drafted. So, I mean, uh, for me to for me to come back and have that opportunity, I think that speaks for itself. Um uh, Venables is definitely a great coach. Uh, over the years, he's always had a top ten defense almost every year he's coached. So I mean, just just being able to be coached by by such a great defensive mind is uh, definitely going to be a, a great thing for me, and uh, not only me but the the University of Oklahoma. Woody, this is Pat Jones up in Tulsa. Thank you for taking the time to to join us. What have you seen already, just in through the the first spring, as far as style of play or technique with this particular staff as opposed to the last one, just in the, the coaching points of thing, or have you noticed a heck of a lot of difference? 
Uh, yeah, I, I would say that uh, this coaching staff, uh, they just emphasize uh, on hard work and, and just knowing your, knowing your assignment and uh, details. They make sure we're locked in on all the little things, and and it's kind of it's kind of like uh, the, the defense we're, we're tied on a string. So if, if one person messes up, it's going to be noticeable because uh, we're all we're all working together. Just from a credibility among each other, more or less. Yes, sir. Yeah. Yes, sir. More yeah. accountability. Accountability. Uh, yeah. For, for each other. Yeah. Yep. Go ahead, Eric. How we we always hear about how intense Brent, Brent Venables yeah. is, and you know, look, you got to wear. You guys have to come out in the same shoes and the, the, the same shirt and, and everything. How did? How much did that catch you guys off guard? The the, the first time he he showed that, you know, showed that to you guys. Uh, I mean, I said it, it definitely caught us off guard. I mean, no offense to the last staff, but it wasn't it wasn't as detailed uh, as detailed as it as it is now. Like even when we're when we're working out, when we're not in the locker room, the locker room has to be spotless. Like. Lockers have to have nothing in them, nothing on the ground, and it's basically like we have a standard. If you see something on the ground, whether it's yours or not, if you don't pick it up, that's your standard. And if you do pick it up, then you're living to the team's standard. So it's it's definitely a lot different than it than it has been uh, the previous years since I've been there. But I think those type of things is what make makes a, a program great when when you're paying attention to every little detail, whether it's on or off the field. It, if it's just on the field, then like, what are you getting out of it? You know what I mean? I think one thing people want to know or at least assume is that practices are going to be more physical than, than what they were under the Lash regime. You just went through a spring with, with this new staff. How physical were, were the practices this spring as compared to what you guys had gone through with Lincoln Riley and that staff? Uh, definitely way a, a lot more physical. I mean, um, we're, we're doing hidden drills during practice. Uh, we're, we're focusing on tackling more. Uh, last year, I mean, we, we focused on tackling somewhat but obviously it didn't show in the field uh guys were missing a lot of tackles and i, I know a lot of people say that about our defense but uh we're definitely going to get that corrected this year uh, just based off the fact that we that we we do do tackling drills every practice uh whether it's in individual or it's in seven on seven whatever it is we have to make sure we're we're being physical woody um now again i'm not asking you to throw anybody under the bus or anything else but uh contrast in with Jerry Schmidt and the way Smitty's doing things in the in the off season, as opposed to what you've seen before, uh, it's definitely a lot different. Uh, it's our emphasis there in the off season, not only conditioning wise, we're, we're also trying to get stronger, bigger, faster. Um, not only like weight room wise, but even in our weights. Um, I know for me, I've gained I've gained about five more pounds since since, since that group has been here. Um, and I know a lot of guys in our room have, have gained a lot a lot more weight uh, since since they've gotten here. So if we just emphasize and listen to what Smitty has to say, I think I think it'll be a great success for for everybody. Now, Woody, I gave him his first head head strength job way back when he was when he was assistant at Notre Dame, and we were in Stillwater at Oklahoma State, and I was the head coach, and we hired Smitty. So if you want to, sometime if you got a spare moment, just just say. Ask him, say, you know, catch him in a good mood or something. But, uh, you know, just say, Coach Jones want to know if you still pull your shirt off and run by the sorority houses. <laughs> I got you. <laughs> he, he'd do him a few curls and then take off running if you don't want to mean, you know. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so catch him, catch him in a good time, you know. Don't, don't get him all mad or anything. And then say, Coach Jones want to know if, if you still pulling your shirt off and running by the, running by the sorority houses over there. Yeah, okay. I got you. I got you. Okay. Well, it, 
And what do you, those uh, the, the Schmitty workouts yeah. are, are, are legend legendary. Definitely, no, no one seems to have like a whole lot of. No one's like, yeah, I re- I've never heard a former player say, oh, I really I enjoyed, enjoyed that. <laughs> what what are some of the things that that, that he puts you through uh, that that are that are such a grind that that make players have that kind of reaction? I, I can say like, so we do like uh, med ball throws and things like that. Um, though we get a partner and we do have to do throws and we have to go on his account. And if you drop the ball, if you uh, like throw the ball a little late. He'll call it out and make that whole group start the uh, start it over. So if you're a, if we're going to 50 and you're at 49 and somebody drops the ball, then you start back over at one. And I was about to say, uh, I think it was this week maybe we uh, we were working out and um, we got all hit to 46. Somebody dropped the ball. And we had to start back over at one. <laughs> we uh, we ended up messing up again at like 30 something and they had to start back over at one again. We finally got it, uh, got it all the way through, but some of that that stuff is just crazy. Well, how much does that go back into what you were talking about holding each other uh, accountable? And it's not, yes, it's your standard, but it's but it's everybody else's standard as well. How much is that helping you guys build as a team to go through this? Uh, just like I said, um, it's definitely helping us build um, not only on offense or defense. Uh, just the standard that we have for for ourselves is it's like. It changes the mentality of everybody in the building, not only the players, but even the coaches and the, uh, the staff around them. Uh, it just changes everybody in the building for for us to just want success. Like we want to work hard and we want to come in and get extra work. And whether it's watching film or if it's if it's uh, just being on the field uh, after practice or even coming in before practices, it just it just changes everything around the building. You know, you know, Woody. It's all. It's uh, you know, if you if you stop somebody on third and seven. But one guy lines up offsides, now they get another play. You know, it's all in that family of things. You know, if, if Smitty tells you to put your hand on the line, that doesn't mean in front of the line or behind the line. It means on the line, doesn't it? Put it on the line. Yeah, I mean, that's, you know, it all falls into the, the same deal. Guy run 99 yards for a touchdown, and, and one, one wide receiver flinch, and it comes back. Which it just, you know, it, it kind of makes it all live and in color when you go down that road. That's obviously why he's doing it, and I'm sure because you've been around, you're not a you're not a freshman or a sophomore or anything. But but again, this makes everybody in the whole on the whole squad realize that again, that's really accountability, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Yes, sir. Yeah, sure. Woody, uh, just uh, by the way, Woody Washington, uh, defensive back from OU, joining us here on ninety-seven the Sports Animal. How much better can this defense be next year as compared to where y'all have been the last few years? Uh, definitely, we. I think we could be a lot better than than we have been over the years, uh, especially with this defense and and the, the mindset that that Venables brings brings to us. Um, we just we just come in every day and with everything we do, we have details. Like I said earlier. Um, and as far as the defense, it's a little bit more complex, and uh, we have a lot more uh, calls that we'll, that we'll run. But I think if we all just buy in to what, what Venables and Schmitty has, has set for us, then the defense would be a lot, a lot more successful than it has been. Now, real quick, last question for you. We're here in, at AT&T Stadium, which has kind of become OU's home away from home but you weren't here last year to play for the conference championship. Mm-hmm. What would it mean to you, what would it mean to the program to, to get back here and get another crack at, at grabbing that, that Big 12 championship? Oh, it would definitely mean a lot. I mean, that's that's part of our main goal. So, I mean, went out throughout the season, get to the Big 12, win that, and then go win the Natty. I mean, 
Yeah, without without us winning the Big 12, we can't go win the Natty. For more of that interview, you can go to sportsanimalradio.com and hear it in its entirety. Up next, we speak with Chad Weiberg. He's the athletic director at Oklahoma State. And, of course, we get into conference expansion. Yeah, no, I think it's uh, great. I, I like, uh, obviously, the opportunity to interact with uh, with them and also just to see the student-athletes, too, just all the players from from the other schools. It's what, it, what it's all about. So um, it's good. Has this, how difficult have, have the last 12 months been with all the movement that, that we've seen in college college football? And what has that kind of done to your job as far as things that, that, that you've had to do here in the last few months? Well, it's... Uh... It is. Uh, there's no playbook, right? And 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 for any of us, I don't think you know. With all of the changes that are going on, I don't care if you're an AD that's been in it for you know 15 years, or like me who's been in it for one. Um, there's really no no playbook really to go off of, and so we're all, I think, in the same boat, pretty much, just trying to figure out what is the best. Uh, way to handle these things for our institution and it's different for each institution you know what they may be doing at west virginia is different uh, in, in some ways than what we're doing at oklahoma state or whatever but uh um, so you're just you know working with your team to try to figure out your, with your coaches what's what is best for our student athletes what's best for our programs um and uh, can we do that and figuring out the, the best way to get that done how to get the resources whatever it may be um to make that work and uh, so that's what we've been doing really the last year you know as we've worked through commentary alignment or nil or the uh alston you know supreme court ruling or the nca constitutional convention and the transformation committee i mean whatever it is you know it's just okay well let's uh, how are we gonna how are we gonna tackle this so uh and i am fortunate that we've got a great great team um, a lot of good people really talented people who care deeply about oklahoma state and so that helps in you know solving problems and that's what we do is we just try to try to do the best we can to solve problems and and put our student athletes and our coaches in the best position to compete as we can chad weiberg joining us here on 97 one the sports animal coach uh mr director thanks for taking the time to join us down hey, there coach. i know you're busy and everything and I, I i i told coach gundy this when he was on earlier and i want to i want to thank you personally and and along with with president shrum for you know, having the, 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 the wherewithal and whatever to do what you did with Rob Glass. You know, I mean, Rob started out with us, you know, it seems like a thousand years ago as a, you know, a, a baseball GA, and then we brought him over there and, and then, you know, just watched him work his way up. And, you know, now, you know, for him to become the highest-paid strength coach in the country, I think aside from just the selfish part of it, I mean, it's a, it's a great statement for Oklahoma State football. So, you know, for on behalf of a lot of us, thank you for helping get that thing done. Well, you you bet, Coach, and you're right. And thank you for uh, for bringing Coach Glass on. And, and you know, Coach Gundy's right. He is uh, he is the best in the country, and uh, in so many ways. I mean, he he is so, so good with the student athletes, but he just is good with the big picture and and uh, you know all the things that we need to be doing. I rely on him a lot. You know, just. Uh, I, I want to get his perspective on things, and I learn a lot when I, I talk to him. And, and uh, so he is of great value. And like Coach, Coach uh, Gundy said, is that you know, when you've got somebody like that, you know, you need to, 
to lean into them, right, and uh, and let them know that you appreciate them. Um, but then also then the message that that sends, I think, uh, you know, out is that we are serious about uh, competing. And uh, if that's uh, when we've got the people that help us do that, we're going to make sure that we keep keep them there so that we can be consistent um, in, in what we're doing and continue to compete. Well, you know, Thanks, you, Coach. you know yourself, if you get you get one down there, it's a little bit of a goofball. <laughs> Your life gets real incredibly hard, doesn't it? In a lot of well, ways, with what's out there, with be it, be it steroids, be it you know some guy getting crazy on some kid or some kind of thing like that. That's not that easy, and that that's no. that's departmental as much as it is strictly football. So that's anyhow, right. and uh, yeah, and like Coach Gundy said, you know, there's no one that is around our student athletes. Uh, more than he is you know he you know just the way the rules are set out as you know you know the coaches can't be around them um you know all all year round well mm-hmm. coach glass and his staff can so you got to be able to trust and know that they're being taken care of and and things are being done the right way and we certainly have that in coach glass are you getting any this is a hard one here that are you getting any vibes that you can talk about as far as time frames for for the Texas OU to go on to the SEC. I mean, there's got to be some discussions in in that regard. I know you probably can't talk about it, but are, are there any vibes floating around on that? Well, I don't know anything. Yeah. Um, let, let me put it that way. And so, uh, you know, I I think the. Uh, you know, certainly the vibe, I guess, that we are operating off of is that they are yeah. going to be here through the, you know, through 25, and because uh, that is the latest that they have they have signaled. Now, you know, that can change, and if they wanted to, um, you know, start the conversation about uh, doing something earlier than that, I'm sure um, Commissioner Yormick will, um, um, you know, be open to having those those conversations and see where they lead, and. Uh, you know, like he said in his opening press conference, I think he's about uh, looking for you know the deal that makes the most sense sure. for the Big 12 conference, and and uh, if there's something to be talked about there, then I think he would be be open to that. But uh, I suspect that part of you know we've been in a transition period with the commissioner, so uh, I suspect that part of it is is that, you know they've kind of been waiting for that transition to take take place and maybe some conversations will start now but but i really don't know coach i don't uh, sure. I, I, that, sure and that really will that that conversation usually is driven by the schools that are departing right, right? so if you right. look at the the three schools that are coming into the big 12 conference uh they had to you know they had to have that conversation with the american athletic conference right and kind of it themselves from from the american before they could come into the big 12 so um, I think that that's how that conversation will start in this case, too. Go ahead, Eric. I'm talking with Chad Weiberg here, the athletic director at Oklahoma State, and I'll I'll ask you another t- a tough one on this. I mean, as as the shifts continue to happen through, throughout college football, when you look at Oklahoma State's place in college football, you're in the Big 12 now, but if another opportunity presents itself, like, say, go west, enjoying what's left of the Pac-12, what things do you have to take into consideration as far as what is best for Oklahoma State? Well, those are, those are really good questions. I mean, I think what we're you know we're committed to the Big Twelve Conference. We feel like that that is the best place for us um, at this this time for sure. And uh, um, and there's a lot of things that go into that, but clearly the, the like Coach Gundy says, uh, you know, it, it is about the money. I mean, it is revenue. You've got to have. 
you know, you've got to have the resources available to you to do what it is that you need to do to to compete. And uh, and we've had that. We've been very fortunate to have that in the Big 12 conference and um, you know hopefully we'll continue to have that moving forward now the, the gulf is widening right and you see what the sec and the big 10 are reported to be uh, looking at in their their media contracts and so you know you you hope that when we get to that point in ours that we have done what we need to do to add enough value to continue to kind of keep pace to some degree there and certainly not fall any um, further behind, um, but that is what the commissioner is going to be very focused on, right? That's part of what he is here is trying to figure out how do we increase and add value to the Big 12 Conference so that we can continue to put our programs in, in the best possible position to compete. So that's a big part of it, but you do have to somewhat take into account all the other factors, right? Is how far are you traveling to compete and what does that look like and you know football is one thing because they play on saturdays and and uh you know they've got the um, you know the the optimal travel um you know with charter aircraft and all of that but you look at all of the other programs and what is the best uh, best thing for them so you you take that into account uh to some degree but um, but it is right. I mean, these decisions are right now being driven largely by just the, the revenue and uh, and what the schools can do to continue to put their programs in position to compete. So, you know, I think that is what what um, Brett is looking at right now is just the value of all of this. You know, what is the value of, of um, you know, what what could happen, what could add value to the Big 12 and and as we get a better picture of that, we'll see where it goes, if anywhere. Well, talk about money, but when you're having that discussion, whether it's with Board of Regents or whether it's with President Schrum or, you know, Mike, mm-hmm. how much does that does the financial rewards weigh against the competitiveness as far as you're looking at, okay, yeah, we could go to the SEC and maybe make $100 million, you know, for school, but... I mean, will we be as competitive? So, and 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 what wins in in that kind of case? Well, I think it probably depends on what you're comparing it to, right? And you know, we've been very competitive at Oklahoma State for a long time with a smaller budget. I've, you know, we talk about that we punch above our weight. You know, if you look across the board at the success that we've had, you know, in football, with 52 national championships, you know, one of the top five in the country, and in that category and all that we've done that with uh you know um, a budget that probably is in the lower um, third of the big 12 conference and so it isn't all about money right we've proven that you can compete with less if you've got all you know if you've made a lot of other good decisions you've got good people and uh, you've you've used your resources wisely then you you don't have to have exactly the same what you have to do is you got to make sure that the gulf doesn't get so wide, right? I mean, at some point, you, you do have to have resources to compete, and the gulf can't continue just to get wider. And so um, those will be the things that we continue to evaluate. And, uh, you know, hopefully, again, with uh, the new commissioner's um, leadership, that the Big 12 can keep pace um, with that so that we've got the, the resources that we need to, uh, to continue to be able to compete like that. For more of that interview, as with the Woody Washington interview, just go to sportsanimalradio.com. That wraps it up. We will be back on Monday. Or actually, yeah, we'll be back on Monday. I'll go ahead and get and get a show out on Monday. And we'll talk about Big 12 Media Days and just kind of the overall effect that it may have had or not had. Eh. 
actually, for that inter- for more of that interview, you can go to sportsanimalradio.com. That'll wrap up this week's show or this week's second show. We'll be back on Wednesday. Please subscribe, rate, and review. And remember, may God bless you and your family. As the great Jackie Moon always says, everybody love everybody. And to quote Diamond David Lee Roth, stay frosty. Chad Weiberg, Oklahoma State's athletic director, was gracious enough to join us yesterday here at Big 12 Media Days, and he visited with uh, Coach Pat Jones and I on 97.1 The Sports Animal, and I started him off with a softball. I asked him what it was like to come back to this event and get to interact with other athletic directors and coaches from other schools around the conference. 